My money don't jiggle jiggle, it falls I like to see you wiggle wiggle, for sure It makes me wanna dribble dribble, you know Riding in my fear, you really have to see it Six feet two in a compact, no slack But luckily the seats go back I got a knack to relax in my mind Sipping some red, red wine Oh, Happy New Year. Yes, I was with it with every new year that comes. It's like, oh God, another one. Oh. If only I'd just, just taken those extra two days off. I've got a Mac Mini. <laughs> and I thought, well, I don't really want to do that because I think my MacBook Pro has seriously got malware and all kinds of crap going on with it. And it's like, leave it alone. <laughs> you shall not pass your filth onto my new clean system. So I was like, let's separate these things it's the perennial problem though isn't it it's the same as like i've got all these hard drives full of uh, video and and pictures of like family growing up and stuff and and they mm. die and and then you back it up to the cloud and then that becomes everything becomes a kind of mess and then even like in it here in norway mm. up up in the arctic circle there's this seed storage of every seed on the planet so if some nuclear war happens you can go there and read oh um, the thing yeah. is, yeah, the thing fucking leaked a couple of years ago and destroyed half of it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's like this, this, this sort of you know, and you can then start watching things like Indiana Jones and seeing like there's cryptology all involved in <laughs> and the Da Vinci Code and, and uh, I, yeah, yeah. I always think of our old office in London in Bream's Buildings, where yeah. the chief exec had written the code to the door in pencil just outside the door because he could never remember the code. <laughs> so uh, yeah, anybody yeah. could come along and just that. see the the code was written in pencil. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Brilliant. Good, yeah. 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 And so, so um, we, were, we were also touching upon matter, the metaverse. We were. And yeah. And you were gonna. Did you? I need to get my head around this. Yeah, did you have a chance to watch any of the videos that I said? I, I haven't. You might I have haven't. Been. And I've been marking all all Christmas. So uh, once okay. I finish marking this week, I actually have a chance to catch up on some stuff. But but for the, for the sake of, of listeners as well, we need to go through it anyway. <laughs> So you always enlighten me with good, with good, good, good. I know. I've been catching up on our old podcast, listening to them, and I'm like cringing at myself, going, "You know what I mean, right? Yeah, right." (laughs) (laughs) It's really, it's really annoying me. Why do I have to do that? Like, it's so patronising. So you get this right, (laughs) and I'm like, "Of course you do." (laughs) No, but it's it's always a way of. I find myself with students saying a lot like, does that make sense or do you understand that as a way of clarifying? Are you with me on this? Yeah, are you with me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Follow it. (laughs) Because I know I'm not explaining this very well. And that's (laughs) kind of like why I'm thinking, oh my God, trying to explain how we arrive at um, uh, digital matter in the metaverse or the metaverse, as we might call it. Um, yeah, it's quite a it's quite a a leap of faith cognitively. Um, right, I'm not sure I completely understand it, and I have to, probably have to re- remind myself. So if no, I'm no, no, yeah, yeah, telling yeah, no. the story, if I'm telling the story, <laughs> I, I I I think 
the the essence of of all of our podcast episodes are they are us wrestling and struggling with these things as much <laughs> as the listeners it's not that's, we are not we are not purporting to be it? experts it's, kind of it. yeah. it's two old yeah. farts who used to know a lot about technology grappling with new technologies going right well, kind of get it but it's a little bit uh, like beyond me <laughs> to, yeah. to explain it in detail but the, the i think i think where i would start is that um I, I often um, listen to interviews with a guy called Michael Saylor, who's the CEO, or now yeah. I think he's stepped down um, from being the main guy, CEO or owner, um, founder mm-hmm. of MicroStrategy. And MicroStrategy, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. So MicroStrategy are really one of the corporates um, to actually um, put Bitcoin on their balance sheet. And and doing that creates a whole load of problems for a corporation um, of how do you buy it and how do you put it on your books, etc. But they seem to have done all right. Um, And... Um, so when I listen to uh, Michael Saylor, I think that what kind of impresses me sometimes is the fact that at the bottom line is he's an engineer um, and he's thinking about economics and finance through the mind of an engineer that understands the engineering of blockchain and how it works. Um, and when he when he talks, he often gives analogies, and they're very helpful. Um, as I, I often find, Bitcoin does need some simple analogies to get your head around things, like um, how um, proof of work consensus um, works. Um, so I was listening to him often talking about Bitcoin as being digital energy. And he says it's, you know, it's, it's that um, uh, if you can get your head around this idea of Bitcoin being digital energy, then it's rather helpful. Um, right. So I'm like, what does he mean, digital energy? What, do you, what are your thoughts on this idea of digital energy? What does that say to you, John? Well, I mean, I suppose all all bits must, as as in all part, the same way as all particles must generate some form of 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 energy. And whilst, like, it with particles, it creates a sort of combustion, etc. There must there must be digitally a similar a similar thing. Although although it's not creating a spark as such, it must generate like two multiple things existing in a space create something? Is it like that? No, no I, don't, I don't really think that's it. You can tell I failed get you physics and GCSEs. Explain then how do you make matter in the metaverse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay, so, so now I'm going to come along and sound all intelligent. <laughs> cool. Gotcha. Um, not really. Um, 
So I think uh, one way to think about it is that, so when you're mining Bitcoin, what are you doing? You're burning electricity um, yeah. um, for, for having these guesses to, to cracking the uh, encrypted puzzle that will reward you with Bitcoin. So every right. Bitcoin, in a way, is the sum total of energy being burned to crack the code. And that Bitcoin is then shared out to the nodes yeah. that, that um, uh, crack the code and are rewarded with Bitcoin. That Bitcoin is actually um, the reward is for all the work done, not just the one winning node. So a lot right, of electricity yeah. is burnt in order to actually validate the blockchain. Because once mm. once someone solved the puzzle, um, they've basically guessed like a, a private key. And once you've got the private key, it's very easy to generate a public key. And you can share that public key with the, the thousands of other nodes that were trying to guess mm. the result. When you share that public key, they can all go, oh, yes, that key works. Yeah. And, and the sum, the checksum of all the transactions makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. it's obviously, I can now say, yes, this block is valid. And there's no argument. And if somebody mm. says, no, 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 that's not right, then, okay, you've got, you know, nine million <laughs> nodes saying, yes, it's correct, and one saying, no, it isn't. What are the chances? Um, so we'll all have another look and go, nah, you're wrong, mate. Kick you off the network. Um, so this was what I was explaining last time, was how does, how yeah. how is a block um, validated? I don't think I did a brilliant job of explaining it when I listened back. I was like, that went all over the place. But, but it, it occurred to me that what's really the thing to understand is that um, we're essentially, we're, we're having guesses at a private key. And you know that that's the difficult thing to solve, is, is guessing the private key. But give yeah. every, you can give everybody a public key because it's public. And they can use that to check that the checksum is correct. So it's yeah. kind of like the one winner who receives the reward. Yeah. Once everybody's once everybody said, "Aha, yeah, we agree. That's the yeah. correct." Uh, yeah. You've generated a public key from the private key, and we're all going to say, "Yeah, that key works. That's okay." Then you can now move on to the next block. And the person that yeah. um, generated that public key is rewarded with, right now, three and a half Bitcoin for validating that block. Um, so now I think, well, where's Michael Saylor coming from with this idea of um, digital energy? Well, if I've got 3.5 Bitcoin as a reward for cracking the code to validate the block, then that Bitcoin has financial value. Let's say, right, 
now Bitcoin sitting at about $16,700 per Bitcoin. And I've got um, three and a half of those, so 16, 32, um, 32, 48 plus a bit, call it $50,000 that I've been rewarded for. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that another way of saying that all these people working and burning electricity to guess the secret code have all been spending money financially in trying to get their reward of $50,000, okay? And that's in 10 minutes, roughly 10 minutes to validate each block of the blockchain. Um, So in a way, you've you've got $50,000 worth of Bitcoin generated through the burning of electricity and that's been encapsulated into a token or three and a half tokens Um, and what can I do with that token well one way I could transfer it anywhere in the world and let's say that I can convert it through an exchange into another crypto or I can transfer it into a fiat currency. So I could, I could theoretically, um, Bitcoin's open source. I don't need to have a license or anything. I can just spin up a, uh, an ASIC machine, burn a little bit of electricity and get rewarded with 50,000 dollars if I'm lucky enough to crack the code and be rewarded with Bitcoin. Um, Given this Bitcoin, um, it has financial value and I can exchange it um, for fiat currency to buy electricity. So in a way, we've poured electricity into mining a token. I can then move that token frictionless anywhere in the world and exchange it for maybe for buying an Apple Mac. Or I can exchange it for another token. I can exchange it for oil. I can exchange it because of the financial value. I can exchange it for electricity. Um, So in a way... You could think of Bitcoin as digital digital energy in the form of we've encapsulated all this work into a token which you can move around on the internet. And I don't need any um, third party to validate. It's all decentralized and will be validated through the blockchain. Now... Whenever you start talking about um, energy, you then make this jump to, I think, uh, Sailor often quotes Tesla. So whenever you um, talk about energy, 
you've got to think about frequency um, and velocity. There's three things. And I think that I, he often talks about, well, um, gold is um, low frequency energy. <laughs> and, you know, right. and then you go to um, Einstein's E equals MC squared. If you've got energy equals mass times the speed of light, or the constant, then can't you then make this jump that if, give, if you've got digital energy, you can therefore um, oh, what's the word? Um, refactor the equation and get matter from the energy. If energy right. equals matter times speed of light. So if what what are we saying that actually like given that we've digitized energy, haven't we made ourselves a, by solving the double spend problem, we've it theoretically solved um, creating matter or digital matter. So we haven't created matter, we've created digital matter. Right. And that, that's where I think it's like, like your head blows up thinking matter, we've created matter in, in a digital world. No, we've created digital matter rather than matter per yeah. se. We've created digital matter. And, 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 and you, you do have to think of like the digital space as what everybody is calling like the metaverse. It, it, there is this world that exists digitally, even though it doesn't exist mm -hmm. physically. So therefore, anything within that digital space, be whatever it is, that's yep. digital matter. It's polygons, it's mathematics, right? Yeah. But what makes it okay. different? What, what makes it, what makes it <clears throat> behave like physical matter in the metaverse is the yeah. actual um, way in which it's immutable. Yeah. And because it's recorded on a blockchain, it can't just be duplicated willy-nilly. There's a cost. Yeah. And that's yeah. what the internet's been lacking, and that's why websites are shit. <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or everything beautiful in the world ultimately has value. And it's only stuff that's easy to duplicate that's worthless shit in a way. And I think he, he talks about, um, and I think I said this last time rather quickly, but it was about the fact that when you go into a hotel, you give over your credit card. And then if you decide you're going to smash up your hotel room like a rock star, yeah. yeah, you're not going to get away with it. You're going to have to pay for the damage you caused. Whereas... On, on the internet or on the web, you can visit someone's website and you can write some Python code and spin up a bot and attack that website and smash it up through 10,000 attacks an hour, yeah, yeah, with no consequence. And that's the thing. That's the thing. 
there's no consequence to what we do online without it being connected with an immutable token recorded for posterity on a blockchain. The moment we talk about... Sorry, when we talk yeah. about a metaverse, then what we're talking about is digital matter that, that there is a cause and effect of, of, of events. True. And if you yeah. think about how NFTs work, non-fungible tokens, yeah. yeah, what have you got there? You have matter connected with a token. It's been recorded on a blockchain. And if you want to... Uh, do something, there's a cost or there's accountability to what you do. Because yeah. it's a bit like, um, if you think about, so Bitcoin, one of the problems with Bitcoin is it's got a very, very slow speed in processing the transactions. Um, I think it can, some, it can process something like seven transactions per second. It is right. amazingly slow. Whereas I think, mm. uh, don't quote me on this, but I think Visa process, I don't know how many hundred thousand or is it a million um, transactions per second. It's definitely right. in the hundred thousands. I think. Um, whereas a fast blockchain like Solana um, will be processing near on similar amount to Visa, if not more now. Um, right. And we talked about the trilemma, um, that, that if you've got the speed of transactions, you might not have the security. Um, if you've got the scalability and the speed, you might not have the security. If you've got the security um, and the scalability, you might not have the speed. Um, there's always one part of the trilemma that you yeah. have to sacrifice to get the other two. Um, so the ultimate aim is to get all three. That would be like a killer. So try, try, trying to frame this in, in my brain, <laughs> of particularly in, in, in the sense of physical matter, like could you, could you perceive or is it possible or is it an inevitability that you come to a point when the the energy hits like a big bang type event and then matter spews out like digital matter spews out of it in terms of like at the moment almost everything in the metaverse etc has to be kind of created could you see a a, a sort of self self developing or, or is that shit should it be immutable and therefore everything should be designed and locked in so you can't fuck with it or, sh- or or is it something that self-generates because it's energy does that make sense um <laughs> let me think let me think um i think that it's we're talking about the tokenization of everything yes yeah yeah everything that exists in the physical world will be mirrored by a tokenized NFT in the metaverse. So if I buy a pair of Nike trainers, because I think Nike are ahead on NFTs, so let's take them as a nice example. You buy a pair of physical Nike Mm. trainers, yeah, and now 
you get the exact same um, pair of trainers represented by polygons to wear on your avatar in the metaverse. And that's been um, tokenized with a unique ID. So there's only one pair, your pair, in the physical world. And it's been uh, mapped identically to the existence of a 3D pair of Nike trainers with the exact same properties. Yeah, all digitized and minted as an NFT. That if I want you to have them and I don't have them, I must send you the NFT. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. This is what, what this is why solving the double spend problem is the key to creating digital matter for the metaverse. Gotcha. And, and and this has been a massive problem in things like Roblox, like uh, this kids game, which is kind of like Minecraft, digital avatars and that is there are many kids who scam each other into giving stuff away or duplicating stuff. And it's very hard if you had a tokenization system that was better, you could you could effectively prove providence and, and the transactional side of that rather than getting scammed scammed so easily yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah it's, it's basically when you think about um all the problems of the internet come down to the fact that i can for no cost to myself duplicate any file let's say i take a, a song now the artist yeah. recorded and they invested their time their creativity into creation of a, of a song and it's a lovely song, and you like it, and you go, oh, I'll have that then. Thank you. But you haven't paid any money for it. You just downloaded it. And then you said, oh, check this out, and I'll share it with my friends, and they like it, and they share it with their friends. Nobody's given any reward to the originator, the creator of the song. Yeah. And so what happened then? We had Napster. And then after Napster, you had things like Apple come along and say, no, 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 we, we want to do some deals. And you've got Spotify with their different model yeah. way of handling this. And we've kind of, <laughs> I think, I think over the years you've seen it and I've seen it, is that everybody's come up with a kind of, this is workable solution but it hasn't been perfect yeah. and there's nothing is perfect about it until the, the, we the start the getting problem, into sorry the, the yeah. problem with the system is often the people who benefit from these okay systems have actually been the platforms rather than the creators and the pe the creators that really do well out of it are effectively scam artists like actual just die in the wall creators aren't Machiavellian enough to game the system. So oh, it, we come you, back you, to yeah, we come back to centralized systems, and and there's always a bad actor <laughs> out there. Yeah, yeah, gonna, yeah. He's going to understand the game and go, oh, you know what? I found a little loophole here. I can make some money out of this. Lovely. Um, and it's it's just human nature that 
any system that involves humans making decisions is going to be corrupted. It's inevitable. So take the human out of the system. I heard a lovely quote in it. I heard a lovely quote in a film the other day that was saying like human human beings as individuals are generally good people. You know, most people act in good faith generally. You know, even the people who who you may say, oh, that's an arsehole. They tend to be an arsehole when they're in a system. So humans work incredibly well in collaboratively and freely with one another and can treat. But the minute you systemize it, they seem to act in a strange way and often go along with the system and do bad things or or buck against the system that causes them personal. Like it's it does seem that humans and systems are not a good thing to go together. <clears throat> I think it's human nature, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. And and this is why I think I'm, I'm becoming more and more the Bitcoin maximalist <laughs> the whole time. It's like I'm, I'm just seeing that any any system, that, uh, there's really only Bitcoin that is truly decentralized. And and I yeah. Um, yes, you know. You can have this kind of faux decentralized system, um, but it ain't quite the same as Bitcoin. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm kind of like uh, getting myself to. A, I'm around about ninety percent Bitcoin in my holding now. Um, yeah. And, well, I, uh, four, I like four percent and five percent in different. Cryptos and, and stuff. I, I like this I, this sort of idea, which is one of the tenets of the creator economy, uh, and, and sort of what people call Web 3.0, creator economy, etc., <clears throat> is this notion that actually we might get to a position where creators will get a fair and equal distribution of, of the wealth and but also the people consuming it will get paid for consuming it. It's, it's kind of because at the moment it's all done and everything always seems to centralize around advertising and selling product. But actually, if, if you did get to a point where people were rewarded for watching, like spending energy, I suppose, it's like mining. If people were rewarded for mining their attention... Okay. And then that would give them an economy to spend on things. You, you you don't need advertising so much, and everybody's irritated. It, and that, yeah, you've absolutely got it, John. That's exactly it. That is exactly it. the <laughs> The problem with the internet and the way it works today is the reliance on advertising revenue. What if yeah. we said that in this new metaverse era that every action you take has value so what's so how is bitcoin divided into satoshis so what is a satoshi what's the value of one satoshi BTC. So, um, 
Yeah, it's one Takoshi is zero point zero 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 one Bitcoin. How much is one Satoshi in pounds? Yeah. So so um it's zero point zero 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 one four one pounds sterling. Right. So I guess you could say that one hundred Satoshis so one hundred uh yeah, so one pence would be about one hundred Satoshi. And when you've got something that's that small in value, then one click of a button could be priced at one Satoshi. Yeah. And there's value to doing stuff now. Just for clicking a link well, yeah. that you're well, spending zero point zero 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 one pence. Yeah, yeah, because you're you're exerting energy and labour, yeah. and it shouldn't yeah. just be seen as as recreate. Yeah. Like I don't think navigating a digital world should just be seen as a leisurely pursuit or a a, a, a work activity which is ancillary. You know, it, it's often seen as a work activity on top of a real world layer, but it it could actually just have value actually playing playing a game in the metaverse could have value somehow well, i think i think sailor more, more value than sitting something. in an office <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah i think sailor uh uses an example of you think about it the sun is energy and it beams energy and you feel the heat on your face what if that beam yeah. of energy was a beam of satoshis yeah. yeah, spend time in this place and you're actually receiving this energy. So you're attracted to go to this part of the metaverse because you will be rewarded with digital energy. Or um, you spend time in our area trying to be useful or help someone and you get rewarded with this NFT, which is energy converted into digital sorry digital energy converted into digital matter that you can keep yes. forever <laughs> and yeah. there's no entropy this lasts forever because unlike the real world things don't get fucked up <laughs> and and do you think people have a, a big problem understanding all of this because we're so far removed like there would have been a time if you went to the forefathers of of of, um, of the us they would probably understand this better in the sense of understanding frontiers understanding well you're just going to go out there and make something of it that we can't because we're so locked into a system well another analogy is that bitcoin is property rights in cyberspace <clears throat> yeah yeah. Okay. Now you think about the Irish heading over the ocean to America, and they were all trying to stake their place in the in the new world, weren't they? Yeah. What's, yeah, yeah. what's different? What's different about today in in a a world where we've lost faith in governments being able to control 
the economics <laughs> and we're all get, opting yeah. out <laughs> going i don't know if i trust these bastards <laughs> they're, they're they're kind no. of robbing me <clears throat> of inflation if, if 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 inflation is what it's it's robbery of your purchasing power well, it's like in like I read an article the other day uh, that stated like Norway had made something like seventeen billion euros out of the energy crisis because obviously it's become the de facto gas supplier yeah. now to Europe. So it's made this huge pile of wealth, and yet there are many people in Norway, um, n nothing compared to the UK, but like there's a massive energy crisis here too. So there are there are people who can't afford to kind of feed and and yet the government is raking in billion like they're war profiteering and somebody's saying like well are you gonna how are you gonna redistribute this to europe even let alone norway it's it's like you are massively profiteering off off of an event and that, that that's a huge problem i have with bloody governments is is they always they start acting like businesses rather than actually governing something's wrong Something's wrong in the, yeah. the whole world. <clears throat> the world, the world works. We've got yeah. disparity yeah. between the rich and the poor now. Nation states um, are diddling each other. Um, yeah, yeah. One of a better, yeah. one of a better word. Um, you know, yeah. uh, and uh, you know, then then on top of that, you've got uh, the governments will try to actually spread FUD around anything that goes against the idea of um, centralised finance, quite rightly, because, you know, what, what what's their purpose if they don't have control over the money supply? Um, mm. It's really basically <laughs> the government's one stick is is control over the money supply and telling the central yeah. central bank what they need it to do uh, as we've seen in the uk it's all a bit precarious um, when you start um printing money during the pandemic then you've got high inflation and then the bank of england uh, says, well, we're not buying any more bonds. <laughs> and then suddenly the pensions say, we've got 24 hours to <laughs> pump some money <laughs> in our direction or everything's going to go belly up. And, yeah. Uh, um, and it, it, it's it's such a... I mean, and what, what seems... It's not like this all happened overnight either. I, I always feel like people go, "Well, who knew the pandemic was going to happen?" It's like this has been this bubble has been building up since Bill forever. Gates did. <laughs> Should have listened to him. Uh, I know. I mean, it's a huge. I mean, it, it, you, we could talk about the politics and the, the what's happening with with fiat currencies. Um. I think that uh, I could very well be wrong, but I think Bitcoin is inevitable. That, that for, for me, I can't see how the world would choose um, to stick 
with this broken system. But it's a bit like Betamax and VHS, and we ended up backing the wrong horse, and we we we've ended yeah. up with a system that wasn't quite as good as it could have been. That yeah. often does happen. Um, but I don't know. I I you know when you look at uh, say China, um, they've introduced their CBDC and and what's happening with security or spying on the citizens for every movement um yeah that i i dare say that um like perhaps I, when i look at it i'm like no way society is going to opt for a system which allows us mass surveillance um you know like the western world won't have it <laughs> churchill wouldn't have it i won't have it <laughs> um <laughs> You know, but well, it, it's they awesome. might. They yeah. might. I mean, it's like that quote of your. Uh, oh, what is it? You'll you'll be kind of like a slave to the system, but you'll be happy. Kind of idea. I can't remember. Oh, right, quote, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. And it's I, I, it's I, been I, around a bit. <laughs> that been around the block that I one. Mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think the problem is, is we've actually got to a system of knowledge, education, information, literacy, all of these things that is so bad that nobody even has a real, like, th th there is no, like, in previous upheavals in society, there's been something that has brought an inevitability to it, but I, I was sort of watching this documentary about the kind of Trump era, like everything leading up to the 6th of January a few years ago, or mm. last year. And um, it was just showing lots of kind of rallies and people spouting crazy shit that they just read on the internet and, and, and couldn't even kind of put together a coherent sentence of what they had read on the internet. And I was mm. like, and, and then you go on Facebook and so forth and you see it again and again, you see people do it. And it's like, for all the money and all the energy and everything that everybody's put into education, it seems to have fundamentally failed. Yeah. Because people oh, aren't so, so, smarter and people aren't questioning I, the right, because actually the system of education corrupted the actual idea yeah. of learning. I think also that we <clears throat> certainly polarised and that essentially set up my new Mac Mini, yeah. Before I yeah. transferred uh, my uh, Google um, settings to Chrome browser, well, the advertising was completely neutral. I wasn't getting <laughs> the the you know. You've got to do this course in Japanese. <laughs> oh, you've got to do this. My system knew nothing about me, and it was lovely. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I, you know, I wasn't getting any advertising for um, crypto. I wasn't getting uh, stuff about photography or my hobby, my sort of like any reminders about 
uh, authors that I've read a book, uh, one book out of a hundred books they've written or whatever. My system didn't know anything about me and it was bloody lovely because I was getting unbiased opinion. Yeah. When I surfed the web. And, 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 and I would, I want a world like that. And how do I get a world like that? I have to pay for it. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah. But, yeah. But if I can pay for it with tiny little micro payments in the form of Satoshis, I'm okay with yeah, that. Then why not? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, it's, it's I'm no quite happy to pass out some of my wealth. <coughs> To I, get... I ex- yeah, I accept that I have to spend money on items of food and stuff that I don't particularly want to spend money on, or other things that I don't particularly want to spend money on. Um, but I would much rather have a system where where my energy put into something was somehow rewarded, and likewise, I could then repurpose that into mm-hmm. fruitful and human things what we've done is we've created you know that 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 dream of social media it was never social it was just media mm. <laughs> it was just it was just hyper targeted media that convinced us all we were all all in a in a system where we could be social nobody's social I, on social media i think it was actually anti social media in in the fact it was always, that it was anti social yeah it, yeah it it became cliquey. <clears throat> Look at me. Virtual signalling, um, and I don't, I don't really use um, social media anymore. But when I do pop in, as I yeah. I keep in touch with a few relatives, um, so I'll pop in from time to time, and just the briefest of of. of um, scans through the timeline on Facebook. I'm like, nothing's changed here then. Same old people. <laughs> it's always the same people. And they think I care. It, it, it's, and well, the, the, and well, maybe it's some of them do care machine. about yeah. each other yeah, and yeah. fair play to them. But I've given up caring. Uh, to, to, to me, I think most social media is the equivalent of putting a billboard on yourself and walking down Tottenham Court High Street shouting about what you like. It's not it's not stopping and having a chat with somebody in the street. <laughs> which which was always what I thought it would be. And I think Twitter was for a little period of time like that. I think genuinely in the early days it had it had that. But I got the urge <laughs> the other day I was listening to I was listening to so I bought some artwork. Whoa, I'll just show you, actually. This is cool. So this was about a week or so before Christmas. And um, I I saw that uh, there was this company that creates artwork from the waveform of songs. Um, oh, yes. I've, yeah, yeah, I've seen those before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So you've seen those. And one of my favourite songs called A Strange Day by The Cure. And Robert Smith had signed 100 copies. And that was, in in yen, it was 16,000 yen. 
no, sorry, sixty-five thousand yen. So it was quite a, quite an expensive thing. I thought I I quite like that one of those. And then oh, what do you know? They've all sold out. Oh well. Oh, mind you, there's there's still a hundred, a limited edition, one hundred prints that are unsigned. And they're only nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine yen, so ten thousand yen, which I guess is probably about eighty pounds. It's like, right? Yeah. I think I'll I think I'll treat myself. I'll buy myself yeah, a nice present. little Christmas yeah. present for myself. So I bought it, and then it was yeah, this one. Uh, oh, nice! And um, yeah, like a, like a wave, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, it's number seventeen out of one hundred, and, and the words at the bottom, uh, handwritten, "The sky and the impossible explode," which I, is a lyric that I love. And yeah. I thought. And the next day, having bought it and walking around feeling a little bit guilty that I shouldn't really be buying myself this kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, uh, a Japanese friend of mine gave me 10,000 yen as a Christmas present. Because <laughs> <That's, that's like, laughs> I, I had previously taught them the expression, treat yourself. What's treat yourself? Okay. Oh, it means that you buy something for pleasure, or you can give pleasure to someone by treating them to chocolate cake. Yeah. yeah. So, nice. uh, anyway, so they had written me a Christmas card and put 10,000 yen inside the card and said, treat yourself to something nice this Christmas. And I said, strangely enough, <laughs> I treated myself to something yesterday. So what I'm going to do is that I'm going to say, this was my present from you to me and it's something that i absolutely love so it's like yay but but that that is that is kind of what i see a future currency being like much more treating people that you are in this space with which is kind of where the birth of money came from it wasn't just this build up piles of cash and sit on it it was always about bartering and exchanging and sharing now, here's the funny thing. It's funny you should say that, because I was thinking, when I I bought this artwork, I was thinking, oh, my God, that is so one of my favourite songs. Oh, I want to let everybody know that I've bought this, <laughs> and they must yeah. listen to this song because it's such a great song, and I want them all to listen to it right now out of that, I have importance. I am the centre of the universe and everybody out there in, in the rest of the world has got to be interested in me, what I'm listening to, what my thoughts are, my personal taste in my top 10 songs, etc, etc. And I was just about to go on to Facebook and write a little thing going, I've just bought this! Isn't this brilliant? And I thought, Oh fuck off! Why? Why do I have, even have to do that? Why? Why would anybody else care? <laughs> why is it? Why do I even feel that other people should spend, waste the, any second of their time, of their day, 
taking any interest in what I'm doing. If they're interested in what I'm doing, then maybe we'll have a chat in a pub sometime and I'll go, I bought this, it's good, isn't it? Um, and, and that yeah. should be the t- that that should be how I'm sharing my joys, my uh, failings, my regrets, my my feelings should actually yeah, I, be I, more than but you've got no choice. Fuck it. it, it you're, you're you're having to it, pay attention to me. <laughs> it's funny because because I think back to those early conversations you and I used to have around, you know, the, the emergence or certainly the rise of Facebook. And and two things that we discussed a lot was this idea of flippy clippy, which is like, do you really want to write that? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's this annoying paperclip that would say, do you really want to be a dick digitally? And then yeah. the, 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 the second part was Your face value. Your computer's shit. <laughs> <laughs> And, but no, but the, the the other one was um, face value, putting value on face your value, friends. Face and value. I, and I, th- I think sell your friends. <laughs> that idea of sell your status, having sell clout, status. having clout, and having having mm. state, and and the no, it's like when people say they're an influencer. I'm like, well, what are you influencing? Oh. Yeah. Are you, you are you you if if you have this power of influencing people, what exactly are you using this power for? Selling some shit like fucking. I keep reading about this Isn't bloody it more uh, kind of flavored like water in, in. You know the yeah, snake yeah, yeah, yeah. that swallows its tail. I'm so far up my own ass that I've turned into an influencer who believes everybody is being influenced, yet it is only my perception that I have influence over others. Everyone else thinks I'm a dick. Everyone else thinks I'm a complete cock. Yeah. And they're not holding up their smartphones and recording you. It's it's bragging rights, yeah, so that they can have their little bit of, oh, I saw this famous person. we get we get into all of this like people making stuff generally in the past you got into it out of having a love and wanting to express your humanity that's where art comes from essentially it's an expression of humanity and trying to make sense of the human condition and what we've turned creativity into is this awful fucking thing that is not creative. It, it, it's it's just doing it for fucking attention and selling. And it's like I, I was seeing this thing in the UK at the moment. There, there's these bottles of flavoured water called Prime that are selling. Like they're, some influencers have just slapped a, a thing on a bottle, made everybody say, you know, it's a rare thing. We're not going to release much of it. And therefore... There's people selling these bottles of water for like 10, 15, 50 quid. Mm. And they're just, there's just, it's <laughs> Del Boy selling, selling Peckham it's, Spring. It's a pump and dump. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, talking of that, talking of that, I had a funny Christmas present. Yeah. So right. I, I, I've been selling NFTs for about seven months. Nice. And I thought that, um, uh, that 
Solana was hit by the FTX debacle. So value of yeah. Solana really sank like a stone um, after FTX. And the thing was, was that when I started, uh, I liked Solana as a cryptocurrency because of its speed. Um, and the transaction fees are very, very low. So it's kind of like a perfect, from, me, from, from my perspective, it was a, a pretty perfect way of minting NFTs. Um, however, in its, uh, um, or going against Solana is the fact that it was hacked multiple times. It's had downtime. People have kind of lost faith in its ability to um, withstand hacking attacks. Um, so it's not perfect, but as far as actually minting NFTs, recording the NFT on a blockchain, um, it's pretty good. Um, right. I've never, I've never had it hacked. A lot of the hacks are actually not really, really attacks on Solana itself, but uh, attacks on. Um, bridges um so when it's being passed over one bridge and being swapped for a different cryptocurrency there are vulnerabilities in the bridge rather than the solana token itself or the solana blockchain itself anyway the the thing thing is is that it's all-time high solana was about 260 dollars per solana token today it's worth around about 10 Actually, it's a little bit higher today. It's gone up to about, ooh, wow, 12 and a half. Oh, oh my God. I'm rich. An actual fact. <laughs> um, so the thing was, was to begin with, I, was, I started buying Solana when it was around about $140. Now, if I said, oh, God, I've, I've, I've bought... 20 Solana at $140 and now it's worth $10 or something. I'm like, I'm not a financial advisor, am I? <laughs> Don't listen to a word I say. I've picked a, I've picked a donkey in this race. <laughs> but the funny thing was, was, I didn't actually buy all 20. I was like, I... Perhaps I bought my first at 90 and it was still going up and up and I stopped at 140. It was like, I'm not spending any more on a Solana token. Um, but I think yeah. I only bought one at 140, one at 90, probably five at around about 100, whatever. And then, and then when it started going down at the beginning of 2022, where everything, every crypto started going down in value, it was like, well, it's pretty bloody cheap at sixty dollars. I might buy five, <laughs> so I bought five. Yeah, yeah. And and by the time I started like minting NFTs, it, Solana was about forty dollars a token, and I was selling. I, I managed to sell about. So I bought probably twenty three, and I've sold about twenty six. Right. But when I was starting to sell my photos as NFTs, when Solana was about $40 per Solana, it's like, wow, I'm actually, you know, making pretty much the same I, I make from teaching English. 
like if I but the lovely thing was I was earning it while I was asleep and waking up in the morning and go oh I've made some yeah. money um I've got passive yeah. income this is lovely and then a couple of a uh, couple of months ago it was down to about twenty dollars and then FTX hit and it was down to fifteen and then around Christmas it was about ten I was like oh no Solana <laughs> you're dying. Oh my God, where's it going to go? Oh dear, I've lost money. Um, and then something strange happened. I, I was thinking, oh, like, there's no point in you selling Solana at $8.50 or $9, apart from like maybe I sell one or two just for tax loss harvesting before the tax year ends and then I um, get some tax relief. Um, but yeah. I was like, no, nah, just hold it, because fundamentals haven't changed. It's still no. got it's still got its use case as being damn good for minting NFTs, <laughs> and yeah. the amount of people who are still using it hasn't really dropped. But the value has, and what's yeah. uh, Vitalik Buterin, the creator of Ethereum, was saying a few days ago was that now that the Money men are out of the game. Like Solana's got a really bright future ahead of itself now that all the sort of corruption and the money, the bad actors and the money people are out of being washed out. Mm. Like Solana's got a really bright future. Um, And I started thinking, you know what? He's probably right. I'll just hold on to it. Maybe it's never going to get up to a hundred dollars again, but. Yeah, it might get back to 30 or 40 in a year or but two. It, I'll just hold on to some it. Of, exactly, but like it's, it's, it's the same. I mean, people never really question stocks and shares in companies, and companies can actually just fucking disappear. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, yeah. they're, they are much more volatile, um, and I think these things go up and down, and... Y- 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 if, if, as long as you're not massively exposed, it's okay. it's not a massive issue, is it? So, uh, yeah. Well, here's the really funny part. So, um, I checked one. So I have multiple wallets. Okay, I yeah. have a I have a burner wallet which I use for minting my NFTs and collecting any anyone who buys one of my NFTs. The Solana is credited to this wallet and then at the end of each month i see how much solana i've accumulated and i'll skim off whatever i don't need to put into my cold storage wallet and stake it so i get rewards in solana accumulating a bit like a high interest bank account okay now the thing is is that uh i earned around about 26, 27 Solana from minting NFTs. So essentially, yeah. whatever my average buy-in, which I, I calculated would be probably around $55, $60 per Solana, yeah. if I halve that, because half the Solana, I never bought it for fiat currency. I just minted my photographs, gained Solana as passive income, yeah. And so I've got maybe 25, let's say I've got 25 from buying, 25 from minting. I had a balance of 50 Solana. 
and I could say, well, all right, that brings my average buy to about $30 per Solana. And then Christmas Day, in my Solana Phantom wallet, I noticed this thing called Bonk. <laughs> Bonk Inu. A, so have you heard of meme coins like Dogecoin? Oh, yeah, yeah like Dogecoin and stuff. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, they're basically just a bit of fun, aren't they? They're a bit of like, ooh, <laughs> I like dogs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, Doge got kind of backed by Elon Musk and pumped. Uh, um, Shiba Inu, most popular dog in Japan. So, um, and they've got cute faces that kind of look like mystified, yeah. etc. You can see the appeal, or whatever. But their popularity, like, never fails to amuse me of why these shit coins get so popular. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. anyway, the thing was, was I got something like two trillion bonk Inu coins deposited to my wallet, which on Christmas Day was worth something 40 or $50. It's like, right. that's a bit odd. That's got to be a scam, hasn't it? Who, who's put this... Uh, bonk coin in my wallet. That's not worth that much. Fucking hell, two trillion tokens worth forty or fifty dollars. I don't know what this is. Um, yeah. I didn't really give it much for. It's like, oh, I don't know. I'll, I'll have a, a look at that another day. I don't really have time to to do anything. Anyway, I was listening to another crypto. Uh, um, podcast or or YouTube channel, actually, this morning. Yeah. And they were talking about the fact that Solana started pumping last night, and it had gone from something like $8.50 to $11. Yeah. And then right now, it's gone up to... Right now, it's over $12, $12.38 per Solana. Okay. And I thought... To myself, when they were talking about it, it was like a couple of things. I were mentioning the fact that uh, Vitalik had tweeted out this kind of like support for Solana and that he thinks it's a really, you know, good blockchain um, now that the money people are out and etc. And I guess a few people thought, you know what, he's not he's not wrong about that because, like I say, it's got right. utility, yeah. it's useful. It's got one thing that lots of others haven't got, which is the speed of the transaction, meaning that the interactions are, like, beautiful. They're not, like, click, wait. It, like, happens almost instantly that you do something, the transaction's made, and therefore the whole experience is so much more seamless. And I think that's why I kind of, like, was drawn to Solana to begin with. It's got the potential to be actually perceived as being something that's elegant because it just works okay and so I, I looked at my phantom wallet and, and the two trillion bonk tokens were still there but instead of being worth 30 or 40 dollars they were now worth about 400 dollars oh okay what can I do with them 
can I sell them? I thought, oh, I can exchange them for Solana. <laughs> so I swapped them. <laughs> oh, bloody lot. I was like, <laughs> I don't know. This, this thing could pump up further. It had gone up 650% in 24 hours. And I was like, okay. Someone, the, the, the reason on this podcast they're explaining it is that it's the first dog coin to be created on the Solana blockchain. And people were YOLOing in, like, whoa, we've got to have some of this. Look, it's really pumping. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. And I, I yeah. seem to have swapped it almost at the just top, at the right... <laughs> just at oh. the right time. It went down a bit, now it went up. It might continue going up higher, and I'll be like, no, I should have waited. But you can never predict the top. But the thing was, it's no. like, I've seen this before with Doge, Shiba Inu. It pumps for a few days, and then pff, it's going to come down. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't really matter, because sure enough, I swapped it for Solana, and I got 30 Solana tokens. Because <laughs> Solana was only about $10 at the time that I swapped it this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I swapped nice. it. And that was something like $360 after I'd swapped it in Solana value. And that Solana value now, it's like, uh, like I've transferred some, but like basically I've left nine on my wallet and so if Solana's worth about 12 $12.32 at the moment um, <laughs> the funny thing was it's like I did fuck all for this there we go yeah there's my there's yeah. my there's my $113 and my Solana down there is a little bonk icon right yeah oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Well, that was at two trillion this morning, and I just swapped them for Solana. <laughs> I ended up with 30, 30 Solana for my bonk, um, mm. and thirty Solana would be three times that, which would be yeah about three hundred and fifty dollars for doing nothing. Um, Losing the opportunity if Bonk goes to the moon. Which well, but, 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 but you, if you didn't have to do too much, it's you can't. It's free money that was just thrown yeah. at me to add liquidity to the Solana blockchain so that people yes. like me would buy Solana and then bring the price of Solana back up. And Solana's gone up by 20% in, yeah. in 48 hours or whatever. And, and the funny thing is, is that I'm thinking to myself, okay, so if my average buy-in by minting NFTs, and I, let's say I, I minted 25 or I sold 25 Solana's worth of photographs and I bought 25, but now I've been given 30 for nothing, that's like the whole of last year's sales of NFTs has been matched by this dog coin which just came out of the blue for doing nothing yeah that's brought my average buy-in now down to around about 15 dollars and with solana being worth 12 and a half <laughs> maybe yeah. in a week or two it'll be back up to 15 if i sold the whole yeah. lot i'd have broken even and taken no loss 
So, so I mean, I think and I'm conscious that, that we're we're over the hour. Well, it was good. It, it it's good talking about the because I, I was thinking like next time should we delve a bit into like NFTs and creator like the, yeah, the creative digital space and uh, I've I, I've got some 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 things I'm going to play around with for the next couple of weeks with I, I I've been playing around a lot with kind of AI generated stuff so mm. I, I'm. I'm constantly interested about like these digital creation tools, which almost anyone can use and make stuff from. And then there are, there's this other side of it, which is this creator economy. Mm. And there are all these weird things going on in a, in a creative space. And I love it when you and I talk about how to use digital tools in yeah. interesting ways. Yeah. So True enough. Let's, True enough. Let's, That's, the yeah. That's the next time. That's the next time. I think it's good that we've got kind of like, We've gone about this in the right order because often we might talk about, if we've talked about NFTs before talking about um, uh, digital matter in the metaverse. Yeah, it would be hard to, yeah. What makes it matter is all about the Satoshi's... um, solving of the double spend problem because now that you've got something that if i give it to you i can't have it and you can that's removed the biggest problem in the the whole of the internet which was the fact that if you can copy anything for nothing everything becomes worthless and everything's trash and the fact is is that that's what blockchain solved and one of the most beautiful ways in which it's solved it is with this idea of NFTs, the non-fungible tokens, and how those yeah. will be used to give value to items in a metaverse economy is an interesting topic for next time, isn't it? Excellent. Well, it was lovely to catch up with you. It's a, it's a bold new year. Uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to, to the next chapter. Alrighty. I look forward to it too. And next time I'm going to have a, a, a amazing webcam. <laughs>